CK. I'm Ariel. Are you hungry? We're, We're cutting, cutting fruit! Hello, and welcome to Cutting Fruit, a podcast on mental health, motherhood, and life. We are back to another episode of the Cutting Fruit fruit podcast and um hey hey Uh, Hey, hey. I'm kind of excited and kind of kind of nervous about today's episode um yeah we mentioned it a little bit in the last episode but we are going to uh jump into kind of I guess the real reason why you and I wanted to start this Mm -hmm. uh, podcast and it's because of our own personal experiences with um yeah with postpartum like anxiety for me and then postpartum depression for you and how we really wish that there was more conversation about it and then coming especially more conversation coming from the angle of being Asian American and not having mental health be a prevalent um, topic in our Mm -hmm. families and in our cultures um so yeah, a little bit of a content warning, I guess, for this episode, we're talking about um, my experience with um, postpartum anxiety. And so I'll be talking about that, um, the struggles that I experienced along with it. And then also a bit of, I guess, labor and delivery, not necessarily trauma, but definitely uh, unplanned <laughs> unplanned <laughs> events surrounding sure, yeah. that mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just want to let any listeners, uh, let y'all know what it's, yeah, what you're in for. for yeah. It's for a little bit episode. more nitty gritty this time, I guess. Yeah. A little bit yeah. more. There's, yeah. Talking about some, some real issues. Yes. That, that, that we've experienced. I may or may not say bad words. <laughs> 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 we'll see how the emotion goes. You know, if there's, if there's. Any time for curse words, it's about these things. So, for sure, yeah, because <laughs> it sucks. Oh yeah. All right. So, um, let's just jump right into it. So, um, we talk so much, or I feel like, you know, with healthcare providers and stuff, they they talk to us so much about the possibility of postpartum depression, which is more what I had. Um, but I feel like we don't talk as much about um, postpartum anxiety. So let's start there. So first of all, what is PPA and how is that different from PPD? So postpartum anxiety, it is when your symptoms, like your emotional symptoms manifest in just this imbalance, I guess this imbalance of worrying. Mm-hmm. Um I looked it up on Postpartum Support International, which is this organization that I found a lot of resources with when I was struggling and trying to figure out what was going on with me. Um, And according to them, uh, 6% of pregnant women and 10% of postpartum women develop anxiety. Yeah, wow. Um, And sometimes that's also anxiety in in tandem with postpartum depression. Yeah. And then I'm also curious too, even if like you expand it to just birthing people in general, like what that number would even look like, right? Um, you know, yeah. expanded. Um, 
And so the symptoms that they list of um, anxiety during pregnancy or postpartum include constant worry, feeling that something bad is going to happen, racing Mm -hmm. thoughts, uh, disturbance of sleep or appetite, an inability to sit still, and then physical symptoms, dizziness, hot flashes, nausea, that sort of thing. Oh, my goodness. All sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, And then the risk factors, of course, it's like if there's a history of family anxiety, um, previous um, uh, depression or anxiety with previous um, pregnancies, and then even um, and then, of course, just the situation that you are in can also Mm -hmm. trigger that because you know, as you are pregnant and then as you give birth, like your hormones are just all over the place. And that has, that plays a huge factor in, you know, your, just like the balance of our, just like our mind and our emotions and that uh, balance that, you know, should hopefully be like that normal kind of level, (laughs) level (laughs) playing fields gets completely out of whack. So that's what they list as uh, postpartum anxiety. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, well, I guess it's not cool, but um, (laughs) now that we've got a a better idea of like what exactly postpartum anxiety is. So, um, like what caused it for you? Cause I know your, your birthing experience, um, was not textbook, right? I remember no. like Kevin was showing us some pictures um, <laughs> of like the umbilical cord for Jace. I yes! was like, oh my gosh. Like, so, I, even the, the doctor was like, this is crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. So pretty much um, when I was, when I was pregnant, and I think this is why it really, like I did not realize that postpartum anxiety was what I was struggling with. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while. Um, so when I was pregnant, I was literally doing the most. Like, like yeah. I was, I was working still. I was teaching. I was commuting on the train. I was going on the bus. I was walking all the stairs. Like I was living. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I don't think I. I wouldn't say necessarily that I was somebody who enjoyed being pregnant, like where I was just like, Oh my God. Like, but I definitely felt like a badass while yeah. I was pregnant. I <laughs> was like, which is awesome. That's yeah. how we want to feel. I really did. Like, I really, it just like, I was just like, Oh hell yeah. Like I'm going to be that pregnant lady who does whatever the hell she wants and goes and hangs out <laughs> with her friends and drives places and hikes things. And you know, and I was really lucky that, I had a healthy pregnancy and Mm -hmm. I was really lucky that, um, you know, that everything, all the readings for Jace were normal. Um, And so when I went into, when I went into labor, which happened very fast, it was like, um, I went in for my doctor's appointment. It was the last Mm -hmm. one, my 39 weeks. So I was 39 weeks and one day. And I went in and she, uh, my OB was like, oh, well, look at that. You are two centimeters dilated already. And then she was like, any day now. And so wow. <laughs> I was like taking her seriously because I had another friend who had already been dilated for like a couple, like two, three days um, before me. And she still hadn't gone into actual labor yet. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Any day now, just like the doctor said. Um yeah. And then at like 2 a.m. that night, 
it was like, oh, no, just kidding. We are going to go now. <laughs> oh, so it was literally that night? Yeah, it was literally that night. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I went home. So after the doctor's appointment, I went home, walked around Target for, like, two hours. And for some reason, I did have, like, I had, like, this premonition. Like, my, my brain was like, enjoy this. This is the last time you're going to be walking around Target by yourself. <laughs> So I was just like, I was just noodling around, buying some last minute things like, I'm going to need this. Oh, I want that. And um, I don't even think I had fully packed like my hospital bag 100% yet because I, mm. you know, I had most of it packed, but not all of it. Yeah. Um, And so I figured like, okay, cool. Like this is enough. This will be good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, went to the hospital and it, as soon as I got into triage, the nurse that was like getting my vitals and stuff and getting Jace's vitals um, with like the little monitor was instantly like, oh, I don't like this. I was like, what do you, what do you Ooh, mean you don't like this? That's not what you want to hear. No. And then she was like, <laughs> she was like, hold on. And then she just leaves. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> And then the lady next door in triage started screaming bloody murder. And I'm just there oh. lying on my back with heartburn because I ate really spicy beef noodle soup <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> Never do that. Please, if you're already in labor, do not eat spicy food. Like, pro tip. <laughs> really, pro tip. And I was just laying on my back watching freaking CNN. For some reason, they decided to leave CNN on the TV. And it was like playing footage of like the Ukraine-Russia war because this was back oh, in February of 22 when it just started. And I was just like, what fresh hell am I in? Where is my nurse? Everything <laughs> is weird. What is happening? And I was by myself because Kevin hadn't uh, checked in yet because this was like slightly covid Mm. yeah 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 they only let me in they didn't let him in yet they're like okay just you know just the pregnant person and then your partner can wait (laughs) (laughs) until we have a room for the both of you he can wait so I was like okay fine so I was just there by myself my apple watch was my only lifeline so I'm just trying to like text him on my apple watch (laughs) oh my she finally comes back and she's like oh well the lady next door just had her baby I was like, she's not even oh. in the delivery room. What do you mean? <laughs> so I guess that's what the screaming was. That's exactly what the screaming was. I was like in my own TV show for like half an hour and it was the worst. And so um, and so she was like, okay, well, um, I your baby's heart rate keeps decelerating. And so what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to mon- hook you up to these monitors and things like that. And I was just mm. like, what? And so she's just like proceeds to like hook me up to things. And she's like, yeah, you're not. Um... And so I was asking her, the first thing that I asked her was, am I going to be able to eat snacks? <laughs> <laughs> and she looked at me like, who is this? <laughs> Who do you think you are? I was like, so I won't be able to eat snacks. She's like, no. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, mind you, I didn't have like I didn't have like a, an intense birth plan or preferences or anything. Like, mm-hmm. I had decided that I wanted to try um, delivering 
unmedicated just truly just for shits and giggles because I had a healthy pregnancy and I felt like a badass I was like well let's see how much of a badass I can really be Um, so brave I I like didn't even consider it for mine but see like it wasn't I was just it wasn't because I wanted to like have a like what people think of as a natural birth or because Mm -hmm. like no I was just like "Hmm." (laughs) (laughs) the human body's kind of (laughs) cool like Oh my god! <laughs> and also because I wanted to eat snacks, that was really what <laughs> I wanted to walk around. <laughs> my my ADHD birthing ass wanted to walk around and eat snacks, so that's really why I wanted to be. I wanted unmedicated. <laughs> but then she was like, "You can't have snacks. You can't walk around. You're gonna be hooked up to all the machines." <laughs> oh, boo! <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." So <laughs> when we finally get to the a delivery room and Kevin's there and like the nurses are there and I was I was really lucky to have like the right personality of nurses for every moment of this entire roller coaster of delivery Mm -hmm. um that helps it really did help and also both Kevin and I were in like this very laid-back kind of mindset of like well Whatever, like, whatever goes, whatever goes. Um, And so they're, you know, they're like, oh, you know, we're going to, like, after a while of me just, like, laboring unmedicated without anything and Jace's heart rate still going all over the place, like, just wildly all over the place. Mm -hmm. I got up to, like, eight centimeters. And then they're like, well, he still doesn't like it. So you're at eight centimeters right now. Um, You need, like two more or whatever yeah we're gonna give you some pitocin and uh we suggest an epidural um and then we'll see if he likes it (laughs) so i was like yeah sure whatever like pitocin and the epidural bring it on um i like how they describe it as if he likes it or not yeah and that was really (laughs) sweet they're like if he likes it then you know yeah um and so got the epidural oh my word (laughs) sweet relief like and I was so both Kevin and I were like kind of excited because they were like oh yeah we'll see how this goes we'll give it like you know half an hour to an hour and mm-hmm. then we'll come back and we'll check you know we'll see we'll see if he likes it mm-hmm. and so we're both finally relaxing poor guy had been on his feet helping me with contraction pain management like the entire time like rubbing my back squeezing my hips and so he was like really tired <laughs> every time I'd have a contraction I'd like like you know like yell at him like ah like help <laughs> <laughs> and so he was on his feet like the entire time um, oh my gosh okay okay hold on so just for for my edification and for anybody else who's in my situation I never actually felt a contraction. So what was that like? Like, what does it feel like actually? Because, you know, people will say, oh, it's kind of like really intense period pains or whatever. But like, even those for me were not that intense. So what, what was it like? Really? It feels like it, it, to me, what it felt like, it was like an elephant was giving my hips a hug. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't cute. It was like just really intense, like just like this really tightening, like all around my hips, my back, my like pelvic area, just like, and it almost was like, I don't know, it felt like my, my body was like trying to not crunch. 
like it could have like like something was gonna crunch me into a piece pieces oh wow yeah it was really it was pretty intense um and so uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So back to back to Kevin. Kevin was tired. Kevin was, was tired. I was tired. Mm-hmm. And and um and so we were just like, oh, you know, like we can relax a bit, yay. And um, ten twenty minutes, less than twenty minutes later, because I remember like I was laying back and I didn't feel any pain anymore, and I was just like, I'm gonna take a nap. This is gonna be great. Kevin was like falling asleep, and then. All of a sudden, all of, like the nurse comes back and she's like, "Nope, he doesn't like it." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and so, when I like, and I mean, let's see. Let me finish. Let me finish the story, and then I'll talk yeah. about like where the anxiety was starting to show up there because mm-hmm. I never, I didn't really pinpoint it at first yeah. during my labor and delivery because I was truly in a very chill headspace. Yeah. Um, and I felt like I, you know, I had all the support that I needed and like the nurses and like all of our birthing team, they were awesome. Um, but anyways, they come on, like everyone comes in, not everyone, our nurse comes in and then she's like, baby doesn't like it. Do you, do you want to have, she's like, we can do a C-section now and it can be chill or you can continue laboring and maybe, you know, you'll get to, oh, and I hadn't, I hadn't moved. Like I stayed at eight centimeters. So Oof. my body stopped progressing. She's like, yeah, yeah. So that, that's the thing. She's like, baby doesn't like it. You've stopped progressing. We could do a C-section now or um, we can wait and then we'll, and then potentially have to do an emergency C-section later. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so, so she's like, it can be chill or it can be chaotic. And so Kevin and I looked at each other. We're like, mm, chill. <laughs> <laughs> chill. Chill, yeah. And uh, as soon as I said, like, yeah, C-section, it was like the freaking Avengers. Like, everybody came into my room. And I swear, like, even, like, some of the nurses that weren't <laughs> my nurses, they just, like, <laughs> came in to see what was going on. <laughs> Wow. Because oh there were so many people. Like, they, they carted me off, got everything ready. Um, and, yeah, went had, had the C-section. And, like, it was exactly like she said. It was very chill. I was chatting up the nurses, like, making jokes with my anesthesiologist. <laughs> like, they were like, you're great. We would love to have you back again. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what I don't want to do this again. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And uh, turns out, which is wild to me, like, I know I mentioned in the last episode, just like, you know, that trusting my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I think back to how my, like, how I just stopped progressing, like how I got to eight centimeters, and my body is like, no, two more centimeters. No, it's, it's mm-hmm. not happening this way. And when they, when they um, airlifted Jace out of me, he had a double knot in his umbilical cord and oh like, my god everyone in the or they were like what like the doctor was like want to take a picture and it was <laughs> really like it was the wildest thing and he was like wow we haven't seen he's like i've seen a single knot before he's like but a double knot like <laughs> yeah and i and just throw listeners out there i've seen pictures and it's crazy i mean it's, it's gross wild. but it's crazy <laughs> it's so <laughs> wild um and I think it's probably because he was 
I joke around that like he was dancing at one of the many concerts that we went to while I was pregnant (laughs) (laughs) and just like danced himself into a loop um twice but yeah twice but yeah it was just like my body was like yeah no baby is not coming out this way you kidding like the umbilical cord's not even long enough like what am I trying to do He's gonna bungee cord back in and out. He really was bungee cording in. Like I felt his butt like up by my rib cage every time. And every time his butt would be by my rib cage, his heart rate would go back to normal. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 Um, Body news. Like it's not happening. No, it really did. Gotta figure out a different way out. Like this is this is not gonna work. Um but when I think about, like, when I think back to that experience, um, even though, even though, like, I don't consider it a traumatic birthing experience, mm-hmm. I can start seeing some moments of hypervigilance. Yeah. During, um, during that experience where I was literally like, I'm comfortable being in hospitals because my mom's a nurse. And so like all the little boopy devices and like, you know, (laughs) things. Yeah. All the Um, stuff that I'm very uncomfortable with. (laughs) (laughs) Even though your dad's a doctor. Oh, yeah. And you're married to one. Yeah. No, seriously. I I will avoid going to the hospitals at all costs. (laughs) I think my, I, I honestly think my mom was just trying to like. She's trying to inspire me as a child <laughs> to follow, <laughs> follow in her footsteps. Um, but yeah, so I like, as I was, as I was like laboring, I would watch, like, I would watch the, like, I would watch all the monitors mm-hmm. and I was like super aware, like hyper vigilant of mm, like what they were okay. saying with his heart rate, with his heartbeat. And like, if, you know, if I saw something that looks kind of weird, I would try to like shift my body or adjust something and see anything that I could do. Oh. Um, yeah. To try and make it better for him. You right. Know. Um, and it's funny because when I, when I think back to what a lot of my anxiety is rooted in, um, and it, it's rooted in loss of control. Um, mm, I see. Mm-hmm. And so during that entire process, I was still trying, you know, I was still trying to control the situation. Like if, oh. you know, if I labor on my side a little bit, if I, you know, if I go on my hands and knees, like, mm-hmm. will that work? Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. How that kind of like manifested itself in your whole experience. Yeah. Yeah. So even though I felt chill, it was already like I could, there were, there was like already kind of this thread of like, yeah, like that control aspect was something right. that for sure I could already see. Um, yeah. 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 Showing up. Wow. That's, that's, I mean, that's pretty early and it's, it's really interesting that, um, that it showed up then and you didn't really even notice it until kind of looking back on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And then on top of that, you know, having this unplanned C-section, like sure, maybe it wasn't an emergency, but I mean, a C-section is like a big surgery, you know, they're cutting through all the layers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, I could never be a doctor. I mean, in, in, in 
no alternate universes or multiverse, whatever. There is not a single one where I'm a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, even like just the fact that you had to go in for a C-section when that wasn't like really part of the plan or not really what you had been, you know, anticipating. um, That's also like super stressful. Yeah. So... So, like, I really, I think where everything, where everything kind of started, like, truly, like, imploded for me and, Mm -hmm. like, that postpartum anxiety really, like, took root was Mm -hmm. when I, was when I got home. Um, Mm, Okay. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, the C-section, I wasn't, yeah, I, I wasn't prepared for what that would look like right. once I got home. Um, oh, got it. When yeah, I was, that's, that's yeah. a big difference. Yeah. So, so you know, like what, and it was really, I was really confused too while I was at the hospital because, like, I was, I was so proud of myself. Like the the nurses were, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that, some of the, you know, some of the nurses were trying to be, they were trying to be really sweet about it. They're like, oh, you know don't worry like it'll be fun. like you know you'll you're still a great candidate for like they call it a v-back like vaginal mm-hmm. birth after cesarean <laughs> you're still a great candidate for a v-back and I was like I don't feel bad though like and also like yeah what if what if I'm done with just Jace or what if I decide that I already had a c-section once and I know what that's like I might as well just mm-hmm. have one more if I'm gonna have one more kid I'll just have have the same experience right um and so I it really kind of threw me for a loop when they were like it's okay like it's like when you're like when you're in high school and your friends are like calm down why are you mad calm down you're like I am calm (laughs) (laughs) no calm down I am calm you start getting pissed off yeah yeah, yeah. they're telling you to calm down and you're like nothing was wrong to begin with right and then you start getting and then you start telling (laughs) you to calm down exactly and so they're like oh like you know don't feel bad about it and I was like what's there to feel bad about like I freaking you airlifted a baby out of me like how cool is that um well that definitely was the wrong thing for the nurses to be saying (laughs) at that point (laughs) so it was like it was just like really interesting because that's where my mind was while I was at the hospital like even during Mm -hmm. like during the process and while I was at the hospital it was like I don't feel I don't feel bad I feel legit what are you talking about like let me yeah walk laps around the freaking nurses station like they're like the nurses were like is she wait she had a c-section she didn't have to walk all the way around and I was like I don't know (laughs) like I even was like thinking to myself like the second day because I wanted to stay one more day before going home and so they're like okay let's it's time for you to go walk I was like okay look more injured (laughs) (laughs) walk more slowly pause deep breath like (laughs) act tired like (laughs) to convince the nurses gotta convince the nurses that I should stay here one more night don't send me home with this baby (laughs) just yet yeah like that's 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 what it was like at the hospital and so (laughs) so when I got home it was the only way I can describe it was whiplash. I went mm. from 
feeling like a badass all of pregnancy, feeling like a badass during delivery, feeling like a badass, like, you know, at the hospital. Right. To like when I got home and it was, you know, and I was sitting there and it was just us. Yeah. And then, and the, the prescription they gave me stopped working. Ooh. So whatever medication I was on, of course, at the hospital <laughs> was much better. Yeah. And then when I got home, I remember feeling just in such excruciating pain. Oh. Um, I couldn't breathe. Um, laughing hurt. So I had to titter. I had to freaking titter like some Victorian, like, uh. and I'm like, <laughs> like, I oh, couldn't, no. like, belly laugh like I wanted to when people were, yeah. like, you know, like, when friends came, like, to visit and, like, were cracking mm-hmm. jokes. Like, I couldn't. I didn't feel like I could be myself because I couldn't <sighs> do these things. Um, and you're and a belly what, laugher. I, I laugh freaking loud. Yeah. Um, and then, like, what broke my heart the most was I couldn't sing Jace, l- like, a lullaby because I didn't have, like, your – it was – it's like a whole abdominal, major abdominal oh, surgery. Right. So my, You're a singer, my too, di- Oh, mm-hmm. my God. My diaphragm got, like – things things were weak. Things were so weak. And I've oh. never felt so weak in my entire life. Wow. Just, like, completely, like, went from feeling, like, superhuman to mm-hmm. just, like – Nothing like the little, oh my no- like a little noodle in freaking Ursula's like sea witch garden. Oh, no, is what You're I felt a poor, like. unfortunate soul. <laughs> That's what it was, and I was just there, like that for maybe it maybe like one or two days in pain. Then one of my friends who is like a nurse practitioner, like heard about what was going on. Like mm-hmm. Kevin was like, "Oh yeah, her meds not working," and he like our friend came through and was like take this take this <laughs> and then finally I got some relief but it was like the damage was done I knew that yeah I wasn't like that for me my brain instantly went to like something's wrong and oh. that's when the spiraling started and anytime I felt pain I would instantly like start google searching um like c-section recovery Mm-hmm. because I was convinced that I was going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. So you can Google's see, like, dangerous. right? <laughs> yeah. Like, the – just, like, the complete imbalance that, you know, going from, like, I'm legit, I can handle this, to, oh, just kidding, your girl's dead. Like <laughs> – oh. oh, my gosh. So it, it, it wasn't even, like um... – Oh, I think something's a little wrong. Let's let's check and make sure it was like, oh no, I'm dead. I'm dying. I'm dead. Mm-hmm. This is it. It's yeah. over for me. Yeah. Oh, and it was it was this weird. It was wild because I would look at the same website multiple times a day, if not oh, at least boy. once a day. So anytime I'd feel a pain, like which was normal. It's normal. It's just you're mm-hmm. recovering surgery. It's normal right. to feel some aches. But I would legit look at the same. I would look at the same website to see if there was something I missed. Wow. And I would just do it hoping for something day. different on there or. Yeah. Or just like out of the fear of like, maybe I missed something or like, is this normal? Like mm-hmm. every day. Um, yeah. So wow. that's so- like one of the things that started showing up. Wow. And so how, how long did this last for you? And like, what, what did you do? Or I guess when did it like really click for you? 
that this wasn't normal and like maybe maybe you should you um I guess need to be proactive about it and try and figure out a way that you don't feel like this anymore so the thing is was that it never clicked for me on my own oh okay um and so, like, if I go back to, like, the symptoms that I, like, read off of the Postpartum Support International website, mm-hmm. um, I, what I'm realizing, if I, if I had, I, I think the reason I didn't catch it is because so often um, postpartum anxiety is framed in terms of, like, the mother being worried of, about if she is caring for the baby properly. If the baby is going to be okay under her care. Um, And for me, the worry, it was still, it was still worry about my baby, but it was worry that I wouldn't be there to care for my baby. Oh. Yeah. And so, so things like, um, like my racing thought was like, am I dying? Am I going to die? And then my disturbance of sleep was that if I wasn't, holding Jace, if Jace was not in my arms, I would not be able to fall asleep. Oh my gosh, that's like, exhausting. I had to know that he was okay, that he was with me. And so like, when they were asking me things like, do you sleep well at night? I always slept well at night because since I was, you know, like we ended up, um, we ended up like safe bed sharing with him because, mm-hmm. because of my C-section, I couldn't like it was the easiest way to nurse him at night was to right. have him like, you know, in bed with us than having to like get up and down and get uh, like, you know, get to his bassinet or even like roll right. over to a bassinet that was next to us. It was just easier to have him right there. Yeah. And so sense. through the night I slept really fine. Like I slept fine, mm-hmm. but I was never able to nap. I never got like, I never got in a nap if I wasn't still holding him. And I, that never clicked for me. Wow. And so anytime like my mom would be caring for him or Kevin would be caring for him and my mom would always be like, go relax, go lie down, go sleep. I would just lay in bed and just kind of like try to let my body relax, but I wouldn't. And my mind would just be frantically racing. But then I'd just be like, no, I have to stay here because she told me to rest and I should be resting, but I can't even fall asleep. Oh, no. Yeah. So that had like that. And then I definitely had like that inability to sit still everyone would be like oh rest and like I'd still be like trying to do things even though I should be healing (laughs) it was really hard to just let myself heal Mm -hmm. I was always like wanting to like you know fix something or put something away or Mm -hmm. work on a little project or something sure it's Um, it's almost like being too still just just almost encourages these intrusive thoughts because everything stops yeah yeah and so it's just like how can I get you know my brain to not be spiraling yeah preoccupy your brain right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I I would get like nausea and chest pain is a big like indicator physical indicator for me Mm -hmm. with um anxiety um and like it feels like if it feels like kind of like when you get the wind knocked out of you when you're like in elementary and you kind of feel like that ache after mm. even after you get your breath back. Yeah. That's like the feeling that I would get oh, physically wow. with my anxiety. Um, 
And then, like, the final piece, which is the piece that, like, no one ever talks about much. And also, like, I think this is also one of the reasons why postpartum anxiety doesn't doesn't get talked about as much either overall or doesn't get, like, <laughs> the sympathy or the empathy mm-hmm. that's, like, that it, it, you know, could be given is that I experienced a lot of postpartum rage. Oh. And that's like a, what I learned later on was that's actually a huge indicator of anxiety is irritability and just like rage, like anger. And um, wow. So like anger towards what specifically or just everything? Just in my reactions to things. Yeah. And so like instead of you know instead of being kind of annoyed or kind of frustrated mm-hmm. or like you know be like oh I don't really like that or mm-hmm. we could have done that I'd go straight from zero to a hundred mm. and I'd like just kind of snap at something or you know just like my yeah my responses did not match the situation oh, and I would I feel the anger like it would be like rage like coursing through my like body like I like to the point where like you know like it would feel so great to just like knock something over so I would slam like I would freaking slam like the doors in our like kitchen cabinets I would like put down a Tupperware like super hard like smash like like smash things down onto the kitchen table wow um and it really was like it was like monstrous like I really was like angry and ragey and irritable and like poor Kevin like got the brunt of it <laughs> like, as my partner being the one that like in close quarters with me yeah um and and then like also because I you know none of it ever got directed at Jace right because Jace was like the only like my baby was the only thing that could calm me down mm. like all the oxytocin, all like the all the good happy hormones and like all the fun chemical feelings, whatever. Like I would get that from from holding Jace, from being with Jace. But yeah. then anything surrounding like would just set me off. So if there was mm-hmm. like something, yeah, like yeah, just like even like little like just like little things. Um mm-hmm in terms of like trying to take care of him like couldn't like the pacifier was in the wrong spot like I would be pissed off like just mm. livid unnecessarily yeah just unnecessarily yeah. so oh, and so I... that is yeah that is something that I didn't I didn't realize and then Kevin was just like why are you you know like he c- couldn't figure out how to approach it either he's like I don't understand like why are you so angry yeah what's you know and so that's why it's like it's it's hard like how do you console somebody who is so mean to you (laughs) oh i see i see yeah Yeah. i mean it's hard to be sympathetic with someone who's just mad right i mean your normal your your gut response is to be like okay i'm just gonna she'll cool down eventually we're gonna i'll let her figure it out and then we'll talk or something right exactly you want to like give that person space like you don't want to be around them yeah whereas you know I guess with with more classic depression, you know, if they're if they're feeling if they look like they're falling apart, you know, you want to do something for them, right? Yeah, like the baby blues, I guess, is like the mm-hmm. more classic depression when people right. Think of like, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, where people are like, oh, like it's like the like you need a hug kind of. 
yeah kind of uh, yeah <laughs> you, you don't want to hug somebody it. who's like slamming doors and stuff you're like whoa okay. yeah it really was like I had the baby reds like <laughs> not the baby blues I legit had the baby reds yeah you know how like in for inside out you know you're I feel like joy is probably your main um you know your main feeling inside yeah. of you I think anger took over yeah <laughs> part of your PVA <laughs> It really did. And it's funny because I've always known that I've I've always been hot-headed. Mm. Um, and, you know, I learned later on, too, that that is connected with my ADHD. But then also realizing, and I didn't, I never put the two and two together. But then also that's, a, there's like a comorbidity with mm. ADHD and anxiety. So those two can, those two also go hand in hand. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so I was I was already kind of predispositioned to, I guess, like, experience more of like an off kilter, um, you know, emotional mental health experience postpartum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I still couldn't pinpoint it because every time people would talk about postpartum anxiety, it was always, are you worried about whether or not you are taking good care of your baby? Oh, that's always what it was. And are you sleeping well at night? Were the two ah, questions that I okay. would always be like, are you kidding me? No one else is going to take better care of my baby than me. And mm-hmm. I sleep so good at night. I sleep through the night. Like, and so because the examples and like the representation that I was given of what postpartum anxiety looks like did not match my experience. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think anything like was wrong with me. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, so what was it? What, what made you like, what, what was the thing that made you go, oh, well, that's not normal then. (laughs) I think it was, it was talking, it was finally getting a person on the phone that I could ask questions to. Mm. Um, Okay. So a resource to have, to have somebody to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Because previous, like, Everything was like the little, like, here's a, like on a scale of one to 10, like, yeah. click on your phone screen. And I just be like, uh, <laughs> fine, fine, good, fine. Like mm-hmm. barely once a week, like, you know, and so it would always, it was, I was always passable. Yeah. Until finally there was like a chatty nurse. I got a chatty nurse on the phone. And I was like, well, actually, what do you think about this? Like, is this okay? And so it was the sleep question mm-hmm. that got me. And so she was like, how do you sleep? And so then I asked her, I asked her if naps count. That was my, oh, that was my question. Yeah. She's like, how do you sleep? Uh-huh. And I was like, do naps count? And I think it was because it was like, I was really tired that week and I couldn't not, I couldn't nap. And I really wanted to take a nap. Yeah. Um, and so I finally was just like, yeah, I can only sleep at nighttime when I'm holding my baby. I can't, I can't fall asleep otherwise. And she's like, oh, yeah, that counts. Like, you're not sleeping well. Your sleep is interrupted. Like, if you can't sleep without. When you're super tired. Yeah. And, and, and I'm super tired. And all I want to do is take a nap. And my brain won't shut up. Mm. Um, and then I think I also mentioned like the spiraling, like rumination over <laughs> me dying <laughs> to her also. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's also not good. And so by the time I finished clarifying every question and like every answer to her, I ended up getting like 
a score of moderate postpartum anxiety. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And that's, that's so, that's like really crazy because, you know, there, there's such a wide spectrum of what anxiety can look like. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like these questionnaires that you have to fill out just don't cut it, you know? <laughs> don't. They, I mean, sure, they might be asking the right questions, but they're not like make it clear as to what they're really asking, you know? And so it's just it's just way too easy to be like, oh yeah, fine, this is fine, this is fine. And then how you're actually feeling and how you're actually doing is like it's completely missed, yeah, you know, and then you just fine. end up suffering all by yourself. And I think that's what the hardest part was, was that I really, I really did feel in terms of like the anxiety, mm-hmm. like I really did feel all by myself. Mm, um, yeah. And I truly, like truly when I think back to, you know, like just like that really like angry place that I was in it really was like the people around me that just like kept me going. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it would have spiraled out really bad if I didn't have like the support network yeah. that I had. Mm-hmm. Cause that was like the only thing really kind of just like keeping me in check yeah. enough to get through like the day to day. Right. Wow. So that's, that's really intense. So, what after you found out you know that okay none of how i'm feeling this not being able to sleep these um feeling like i'm gonna die all the time yeah (laughs) once you realize that these things were not normal like what helped you through the worst of it and then like you know if if something comes up now what what do you do now Ooh, yes because it hasn't like it's it it starts it ebbs and flows for me now like the most mm, okay anxiety. yeah um in in like the the worst in the thickest part of that forest the funniest <laughs> part of that sea um mm-hmm. yeah when i was in like the thickest bits of it or like coming out of the thickest bits of it i guess mm-hmm. um it was having it was having like some of the hardest conversations that kevin and i have had mm. um yeah because we really had to like, we really had to level with each other. I had yeah. to be so incredibly vulnerable, which is hard for me. Yeah. Um, and like the guy's like my best friend. Like I like trust him with my life. Like I'm made a baby yeah. with him. Like, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. You'd, absolutely. Like, I'd, you'd think that it would be easy to be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just like so, I don't know what's wrong with me. And like, I just can't. I just don't know why I'm so angry all the time and I'm so yeah. scared of everything. Um, and like, none of it's your fault, but I'm like, I just can't help but be triggered by you all the time. And it's mm-hmm. just like, had to have such really hard conversations and then like had to keep having them because it was, it was hard. It was hard for him to grasp what was really happening. Yeah. And I can't blame him for it. Like, it's kind of, it's just like a weird thing to wrap your mind around. Like, right. <laughs> um, I mean, guys, th- these <laughs> husbands generally, it, it is, it's a hard thing to, you know, it, there's, there's really no equivalent, right? No. For them. No. 
there you know, isn't. there's there's nothing that's going to make them feel the way that we feel um, like immediately postpartum. Yeah. You know, there's exactly. nothing like it. There isn't. And like, you know, as much as, as much as you would try to like connect and like empathize and be like, well, I remember this one time. It's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for trying. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks anyways. And so yeah. just really, um, really also then like, after having those hard conversations and me being vulnerable, then it was having the hard conversation of what, like, how can I be supported? And that was hard for me at first too, because I didn't know how, like, I didn't know what I needed to, you know, feel less overwhelmed and, you know, like feel like I wasn't trying to like juggle the world, like in like flaming, like, you know, flaming (laughs) torches. Um, and so I think what in like in a practical sense, what helps from him was like him realizing that like the easiest, like the best way to help me out was to just lighten the load. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't follow, we didn't follow this, but I, I know it's a resource that is out there. So if there are like, you know, couples or people who, are you know going to be helping like like future future baby mamas like it's called (laughs) fair play okay um and it's it's just like it's a it's a game it's a game deck of a bunch of playing cards and you just like you pick and choose i guess what each person is going to be in charge of um interesting yeah but we we didn't we didn't get that but it's just op- it's an option for people to use but we essentially what we did was um we we talked about what we both were good at doing in the house mm-hmm. um what we didn't like doing <laughs> in the house um and then really what helped what really helped from Kevin was that not only did he lighten the load in terms of like chores but he took over the mental load that was included with it too so like if like he's in charge of something he's in charge of it in its entirety oh like for example like like he's like the boss of laundry in our house and so (laughs) So I don't get asked, like, any questions about the laundry unless, like, he finds, like, unless I go shopping. That's the only time. (laughs) That's the only time I get asked a question because he's like, can I put this in the dryer? And I'm like, no, don't do it. (laughs) He's like, okay, good. Um, But other than that, like, it's just, like, I think that for for sure, 100%, him taking over the mental load in conjunction to whatever task it was connected to. Mm Mm-hmm helped so much with the anxiety because it gave me space in my brain just like space to breathe Mm -hmm. right and um and it made me less angry (laughs) because I I (laughs) felt it like I felt supported but in my brain I also felt supported if that makes any sense yeah right like it wasn't like it wasn't like a tell me what to do and like so my brain is not my brain is still working Right. I have yeah. to tell you what to do. Yeah. Uh, it was just like, oh, okay, like I'll do it. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, I got it. And so 
like lightening the mental load was yeah. huge in helping me. Oh. So when you can literally it. just like put it out of your mind completely, mm-hmm. it kind of lets you breathe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And the wild thing too, though, is I have to be so intentional about it myself. And mm-hmm. I think that's something like that. I think that's something that oftentimes, like as moms, we don't want to speak responsibility over. <laughs> we, just mm-hmm. want, <laughs> we just want our partners to handle it. Yeah. I don't want to have to say it, but I had to yep. be so intentional and be like, hey, like, this is what I need help with. Like, and there's like that vulnerability of asking for help. Right. And so I had to be okay with that. Like, yeah. I had to be okay with saying, I need help with this and I don't want to think about this anymore. And mm-hmm. I need like this out of my head. Can you please, like, can you please carry this for me? Cause I, I'm not strong enough. And which was, you know, me coming out of being freaking badass pregnant woman, the yeah. phrase, I am not strong enough to handle this right now, was not something I was willing, you know, <laughs> willing to yeah. say for the wow. longest time. Um, and so that for sure is something that helped me immediately. Um, that mental load piece. Mm-hmm. And then um, finding a good therapist, which took for freaking ever. Um <laughs> I remember you telling me about that. Oh my goodness. What a journey. What a journey. (laughs) What a journey. Um, And now the therapist that I have, we just like, we're just super chatty about it. And and I almost feel like, I almost feel like I've (laughs) done enough work on my own where I'm just like, "Uh, I don't know if I want to keep showing up to our appointments right now, but you're cool. So I'll chat. Sure. (laughs) It's covered by insurance. Why not? Like, there you go. <laughs> but it really, like, it took way too long to find a therapist. So <laughs> I kind of wish I had lined that up sooner for myself. Just another pro tip. <laughs> another that, That's a big one, too. Having, yeah, definitely. Because oftentimes I feel like therapists are often also booked out, like, really far. Oh, my so gosh. Even, yeah. even if you, like, have one that you you know of or you've had before and you're like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll just hit her up or hit him up when, you know, if I need, it's not always that fast. So it's kind of important to, you know, know mm-hmm. to be able to set that up for yourself. Exactly. Or like, even just like a, Hey, like heads up, I'm pregnant. Like, yeah. <laughs> heads up, I'm pregnant. Can I get back on your roster? Just yeah. In case. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> or even like, you know, even if you don't have, um, you, even if you don't have like a major diagnosable, like perinatal mood disorder. Mm-hmm. Even just with the baby blues. Yeah. It'll just, still be nice you know, to have someone to talk to. Yeah. Just new parenthood. Like, no matter who you are, unless you're like, I don't know, a Kardashian who has like a nurse to take care of the baby all the time. <laughs> you know, I like, it, it's all going to be hard. You know, your body's gone through some crazy stuff. So, oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's helpful to have somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Might be worth it even if you don't have. PPD or baby loots or PPA. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, transitions are always going to be hard. Mm-hmm. So to have like as much support as you can set up for yourself when you know you're going to be entering a transition in your life, the better. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I think the last bit was just like just just finding finding resources like to, to read um, to – to there was one 
a book that I have where it's like the first mom, like the new mom's guide or first time mom's guide to managing triggers mm-hmm. that was really helpful. And I'm still working my way through it. Um, mm-hmm. But that that for sure was is like my go to resource nice. right now. Mm-hmm. Good back. Yes, yes. <laughs> wow. So I'm I'm so glad you're feeling better. Um, you said you so you it kind of ebbs and flows, right? So yeah. Um, I, you you know you're doing great now. You're mostly fog free, mostly um, fog free. And I think the <laughs> I think what's good now, at least for me, is that I can yeah. identify it now. And oh, okay. Not only yeah. can I identify it, like Kevin is actually starting to get to a point where he can identify it too. Perfect. And so he'll even catch things before me. Like he'll come up, he'll be like, "What do you need?" Like <laughs> I'll just be like, "Oh, oh, snap, yeah." Like, oh, can we just buy dinner tonight? Like you know, like things like that. Yeah. Where. Mm-hmm. Where if, if I, if I start getting, start getting triggered or like he can even like, he's gotten really good at like talking me down too. Mm -hmm. If I'm starting to get to a place of where I'm seeing red, like he's gotten really good at talking me out of it where I can kind of get back to a more level headed like emotion. And then we can like talk through whatever it is. That's like Mm -hmm. the issue. Yeah. Um, so it's been really helpful because um, so when I was, I think my postpartum anxiety was probably at its height, like the worst mm-hmm. um, when Jace was around three months mm-hmm. because that's when things started to really hit. Because the first month we were just in that newborn like time warp, just right. purely in survival mode. And then, like, that second month was, like, a, okay, we think we got the hang of it. And then third yeah. month, which is also, like, you know, third month is, like, Jace's new but not as new. Yeah. And so, um, we like, we still had people supporting us. But it, but it was, like, a little bit, like, not as, like, often. Right. And the the so, big, like the wave of help has kind of receded a bit, right? It's like more, it, beca- it became more of like, this is your responsibility now. <laughs> <laughs> this is your child. Yeah. And, um, and so, and then, and, but then also for us, like the newness was gone too. Yeah. And so we were entering the stage of just like the daily grind. And so that's when, I think that's when things really did start to show up like that's where a lot of my postpartum rage started to show up was in the three months um the first two months was a lot of the ruminating of whether or not I was gonna die and then, <laughs> and then a lot of the seeing red irritability stuff happened at the three month mark wow um and then it was really bad for like you know like the next two months um yeah. and it wasn't yeah and it wasn't until like after I think it was after my six week <laughs> my six week uh, visit or something mm-hmm. like that. It was like yeah. later, later on when like yeah. finally the nurse was like, Oh yeah. Um and so we were we started working on it then um together. Right. Um yeah. And so it was so so from like the fifth and the sixth month mark. Oh, no. So, so yeah. So, the fifth month was, like, fine. But then when I went back to work, 
was when mm. I started was was when I got the second wave of postpartum mm-hmm. anxiety because of course another transition so that's right. for sure that is something if you feel like you're an anxious person transitions are definitely something to kind of you know add some padding around your life <laughs> some yeah add some add some bubble wrap around your heart when you're <laughs> entering a transitional phase yeah so you know having a baby like getting pregnant having a baby and then you know going if you're going to go back into the workforce you know that and then even too if you're choosing if you're choosing to be like a work at home mom like mm-hmm. if you're going to be momming it up that is also another transition cuz you know you're transitioning from doing whatever you want when you want to not (laughs) and so that can also be another trigger point for anxiety too so just any type of transition at least in my experience was when my anxiety would wave up again and so can be you know you know can be something to look out for for sure yeah Mm -hmm. wow so I mean major props to Kevin (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's like it's, we it's, love a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so helpful to have a supportful, su- supportive um, partner, and, yeah. and Kevin really is that. For I sure. mean, he's, he's a really supportive friend. He's 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 great. Yeah, I've always um, told him I was like, "You're just a good friend." <laughs> no, I, I I feel like I've told both of you guys before. Where I'm like, I'm so impressed with Kevin, like as a friend. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. don't know anybody like him where he where he like. I feel like he just goes the extra mile, you know. Yeah, and for especially sure. as as we get older, um, adulthood, changing phases of life, moving to new states. I mean, he's still a great friend. Yeah, yeah, and it says it says a lot. Yeah, and so I'm I'm so glad that Kevin was there for you through all of that because that sounds extremely stressful yeah it was it was definitely really hard and it was you know and it was hardest when I was wasn't diagnosed yet and then Mm -hmm. it was you know also really hard when I was diagnosed and neither neither of us understood what was going on yeah and so yeah like it took a lot of work to get to where we are and we're still we're still definitely working on it for sure Mm -hmm. but um it's nice to look back and see it for what it is. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's great. I'm I'm so glad that you're able to like share this experience because you know, like like we said earlier, this postpartum anxiety is going to may look different for everybody, but it is just as real. It can be just as disruptive. Um and it doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to feel that way. Nope. <laughs> you don't want to feel that way. It's it's, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, you know, the the last thing I was going to ask you, you you kind of already been doing this throughout is, you know, if you had any advice for any moms who think they might have PPA, but I mean, you've you've shared these little nuggets of gold as we go on as we've been going. So, is there anything else you'd like to add? Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Let me see. Well, I can like recap real quick. It's just yeah. like, so if you are, if you're somebody that even if, even if you haven't been diagnosed with anxiety, but you could consider yourself like a generally anxious person, mm-hmm. like you're the kind of person who worries. Um, definitely like if you plan on getting pregnant, if you are already pregnant, like 
you know, or if you already had a kid, like <laughs> already start, already start preparing yourself for yeah. those different transitions, um, you know, by either gathering your resources, candidly talking to the people that you are going to be, you know, raising baby with mm-hmm. um, about, you know, what does it look like? I think that's something that would be helpful for me too, is like, what does it look like when you're stressed? What is it that you need when you're stressed? Like, you know, even like something as simple as like your, your love language, because I realized like yeah. one of my love languages is acts of service, which mm-hmm. is why, you know, lightening my mental load was incredibly huge. Like not only did it help with the anxiety, but then it helped me feel like cared for and like loved Um, and that goes a long way in helping you know ease the troubles in your mind for sure yeah um and then yeah so like just prepare yourself for those transitions and like we said in the last episode be really honest yeah be really honest with your habit pregnancy like (laughs) (laughs) and I, I think I think that that honesty for sure is what what really helps me and is what it's what is continuing to help me um and it was like the hardest piece (laughs) to figure out too yeah wow well I think that's a great place to leave it that's some really good advice for for current moms new moms uh or um, moms to be (laughs) um (laughs) Wow. I mean, well, thanks for sharing your experience. It's, you know, like we said, it's something that's just not talked about enough. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, too, like if you're listening to this and you have your own experience with postpartum anxiety that looks different to mine, like we would love to hear about it. Like send us a DM. Totally. (laughs) Um, Our DMs are open. Our DMs are open. We are the Instagram cutting fruit pod is also there (laughs) I honestly want to hear back um if you have if you have any thoughts on on this episode on this topic and then even if oh and then also too if you have any questions for the next um episode because we are going to be talking about postpartum depression with Ariel so also too if you have questions or anything on that note Mm -hmm. send it over too yep Wow. All right. Do you have, do we have any, um, do we have any fresh picks? Checking out. What are we checking out for anything else today? Okay. Let's see. Um, all right. Do we want to go food related rec? Do we want to go like honestly? What are you just, whatever you're vibing (laughs) with? This is, this is a, this is free form space this recommendations it's really whatever you're into at the moment (laughs) okay all right well because you know spring is upon us now and summer is coming up um i happen to stumble upon these um they're kind of like otter pops except they're organic and Uh they're way less sweet and they're like natural fruit and, and um they're frozen and they're delicious and they're called db's organics Ooh! and they come in like really great flavors like one of them is like a strawberry lemonade and there's another one that's um acai and oh gosh i don't remember the other flavor but there's another one that has some um mango in it mango tangerine i think and they're just 
they're so delicious. I feel like I could just like have just put a whole pile next to me and just like go through them as I'm like watching a TV show or something. But those are like my my latest, you know, end of the day watching a TV show. We're done with dinner. Kind of want something a little bit sweet. That's that's sort of what I've been reaching for lately. Where do you buy them? Are they at Costco? Please say um, Costco. So, <laughs> so yes, they are at Costco, but they're <gasps> seasonal. So oh. you have to look for them. All right. A challenge. Yeah. I mean, so, challenge. I mean, if you can't get it at Costco, you can get it off of Amazon. Oh, like, okay. Now we try not to get stuff off of Amazon, yeah. but everything's on Amazon, right? Everything so. is, I know. <laughs> so yeah, that would be my rec for this week. Um, what about you? Okay. Um, so I, I was going to say getting a pedicure, but I already said that. <laughs> Although well, that's I would, a good one. I really do want to say that. That's my rec. Yeah. <laughs> Go get a pedicure. I Go mean, freaking pedicure. I got, I went and I picked like a lavender spring color. And then Jace, for some reason, one of his first words is toes. <laughs> I think it's because both me and my mom are obsessed with baby feet. Like we love chunky baby feet and he has hella chunky baby feet. So we're always like, look at your cute toes. Oh, your squishy toes. Ah, your toes. (laughs) And so now he'll crawl over to us and he'll literally poke at our feet and say, toes, toes. And he'll like squeal and laugh and poke at our toes. Yeah. So I went and I got a uh, lavendery spring toes <laughs> for my pedicure. It was a great time. I sat there, I vegged, I relaxed. It was it was good. Definitely recommend. <laughs> I may just have to schedule one for myself. I'll I'll just leave Kai with Ryan and he can figure it out for an hour. <laughs> Honestly, that's really it's really just an hour. Come on, smoothie Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday there you smoothie. Go. Yeah, we'll just we'll do uh pedicure on like Thursdays or something. There you go. That's the move. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Um, like we talked about next time, we are going to be talking about postpartum depression with me and um my experience. Uh a lot of similarities. Um a lot more crying, I would say, <laughs> on my part. <laughs> so I had, I had, I had, uh, I had slamming, <laughs> slamming, and you, no, I had screaming. <laughs> Wait, I, don't, I didn't really scream. I'm not a screamer. I'm like a, I'm like a, it really, it really is. Yeah, I really am like, um, the friggin', I'm, I am anger from, <laughs> from uh, inside out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. And- and I definitely had a moment of just like pure sadness. So, <gasps> so we'll get into that next time. <laughs> so please uh, subscribe, like, give us stars, um, but also like send us your questions and comments on this yeah. episode and the next in our DMs. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. All right. Peace. Bye.